All right, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the No Quitters Podcast, the best MTV, the Quitters Podcast. No, my God, see, my brain is so fucking shot here in quarantine. The best MTV, the challenge podcast in the universe. I have to get much better at this intro. It's been a long time. But luckily to keep me in check is my fucking, my boys, my fellas, my friends in the Alliance. As always, we got Captain Cons, we got JJ, we got Regs, we got Eddie. The whole crew is here. Episode two is in the books. And fellas, I think we're in a good place right now. I think we're all, we're doing pretty good. I, I have to say, it was a good. We got we had the whole thing. We had the whole cycle of the challenge. We had the challenge. We had the deliberations, a little bit of drama, some comedy, followed by an actual elimination. I think we're feeling good right now. Strong episode two after what we thought was a strong uh, season opener, where they kind of hit all the the check marks on the season opener. You you need a decent second episode. You can't follow that up with a dud. I thought they did it. Like you said, they, they kept with the, uh, the traditional challenge deliberation slash drama and on the, and on the elimination, no cliffhanger, no, nothing went too long. I was a little nervous with the challenge. It was going to go a little long, but they, they cut it obviously well. Um, and a lot of stupidity, which I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it was funny. At one point, I looked at the the clock and it said 8:50. I was like, "Wow, that was a quick 50 minutes." That this, I think, what that shows though is that the show is staying fresh and it's moving yep. at a good pace. That I'm not even concerned about what time it is or even how long I've been watching because it's been very entertaining. Yeah, that's it gave how- everyone exactly what they want, and that is tight shots of Anissa reacting. <laughs> That's what we got tonight. And, and Jen working out, which was a, a big sell halfway through the, the show. That was nice. <laughs> it was like classic uh, foreshadowing the whole way through, classic challenge. They showed Jen sucking in the challenge. And then it, it really was like, all right, are we just going to do this? She's just going to get mopped. But it ended up being pretty entertaining because not only is she fucking terrible, but she's pretty dumb too. So <laughs> a delightful surprise. Which- which in life, not, not great, but for the challenge, that's a winning combo. Yeah, I'm chalking that up directly to her going by Jen with two ends. Like if yeah. she's just Jen with an end, she doesn't start that, that speech with welcome earthlings. We, we need like the, the crazy side of Jen with two ends, who's I think it was Jen G. Was that, was that Jen? She's yeah. passed the torch to this Jen. Both, we'll say pleasant, pleasant on the eyes, very beautiful woman. Um, and also, not the, maybe the brightest, uh, the, the sharpest tool in the sheds. We'll just leave it at that. But I think Jen with two, both Jen with two ends are going to do all right in life. I think they, we, we can establish that. Do you think she just went straight from that, that elimination right to the X on the beach house? Like, <laughs> like, that's what you're cut out for. You're not cut out for this. Like, trust me, I'd love to see you more. But I don't need you in, like, a tight Under Armour t-shirt. I just need you, like pretty much like asshole out at like X on the beach with Chad from the bachelor <laughs> as, as she's like looking at her helmet being like, Oh, I hope there's a nice little red skull there. And this has my name on it. As Jen, Jenny is eating raw meat on the other side of the elimination <laughs> yeah. is ready to fucking murder her. It was something. And she Where, was saying all that shit about how all the bunker, you know, amazing race really prepared me for this. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it was like, what, what did it prepare you for? 
I didn't watch The Amazing Race. I need to know how she did in that season. There's no way she's good with geography or directions. I was told I was told eleven at eleventh out of eleven was what I, I was at least tweeted. So Check, checks out. Well, because she's in eleven out of ten, so that's how she gets by. <laughs> I've never I've never been an amazing race guy. Can any of you enlighten me? I mean, I, I get the premise, and I've seen enough previews to know what. Goes I get on. the premise, and I know I would win it. It's been years. No, I haven't watched it. Since what like I'm asking college. is, can you explain to me how someone like Jen would? potentially thrive on the amazing race or why she yeah. thought she could do well on the amazing race, but obviously stinks at the challenge. You have a really good teammate because the amazing yeah. race, you're usually with one other person. You get right. carried, okay. you make one good decision to get that kind of hubris. And then you go, Oh, I can do the challenge because I ran through an airport or caught a taxi the right way. Of course, Jen caught the taxi because again, she's an 11 out of 10. That's yeah. how she probably got the hubris to go. Well, I can do this because there is some mental aspect. No one's ever said no to me ever. Yeah, yeah, right. I think I'll win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Great to be point. fair, though, if we're driving a taxi with our mom and, like, it's a two-seater and Jen's on the side of the road, mom is going to have to walk <laughs> home, right? Like, Sorry. it's what it is, right? So, yeah. I understand Jen feeling like she could win that. Um, it starts – we start with a – so, I want to – I, I kind of want to hear what you guys thought about the challenge. I thought the challenge was actually all right. I mean, the ammo stuff was kind of, like, blab, but it's, like, when, when – it's something badass about carrying ammo. And I will never, yeah. I, it kills me. If they're going to keep doing these goddamn army things with fucking Connor around, this is going to be a lot of heavy lifting for all of us having to check this. Eagle. They are. You saw what the, pre the preview was. They're blowing up tanks next week or, <laughs> or trucks next week. Like this mm -hmm. is, they're clearly going with the military theme for this whole thing. Yeah. Which is perfect. So uh, obviously those, those ammo boxes cumbersome, but they were definitely empty, but still, you know, heavy enough that it's annoying, but it was funny how, this is very much something that would happen in the military, actually. Like, hey, um, so-and-so said we got to move all those boxes to uh, another platform a mile away. Why? Uh, he didn't give a reason. He just said do it. Oh, okay. And then you go do some mindless, stupid activity that has no point to it, really. But this was particularly challenging when you think about – he said they were a mile apart. So if you have to bring 15 boxes, even if you have three people – you're running a few miles and, and carrying, miles. An, yeah, and you're carrying an awkward size box that there's no real good way to, to carry it. I, I liked it. I thought it was a, a, a tough challenge. Yeah, where I, I was going to say, I have a question for Connor in terms of like the dropping of the challenge, uh, dropping portion of the challenge. It seemed relatively easy after the first go or two, where you just kind of pick out like a landmark and say, okay. If I say to drop it here, we're hitting the the target. Am I crazy in that? That the after the first two times, it, it seemed relatively easy outside yeah, of the I mean, first group. I mean, it, it obviously showed that after the first group, that everyone else kind of figured it out. It didn't look to me, and it could be a little deceiving on the camera, but just from a safety standpoint, even though they're harnessed in, there's no shot that chopper was going to be going that fast. Yeah. So. I think the first group thought, oh, gosh, we're in a helicopter. Because that's not something that, that's, that's common for people to do, to ride in a helicopter. You think, like, oh, we're cooking. We're moving along in a helicopter. If we drop this box out, we got to account for how fast the chopper's going. Well, it was going slow enough that the box really wasn't being affected by the fact that the helicopter was moving forward. So not to nerd out, but it kind of is just like kind of simple physics. Once you figure out after maybe one that, all right, we dropped it here and it landed here. 
okay, you don't even really need the spotter because the way that platform was set up, it had the pathway and then the bigger target. So like basically you see the path, I don't know, you count one, 1,000, two, 1,000 and drop it and it seemed like it got pretty easy after that when you had other groups getting perfect scores. Yeah, the, the craziest thing is how in the ammo part of it, Jordan's team, which by the way, how did they decide teams? Was it just random? I, I missed how they decided teams. Yeah, I, they didn't really say. I thought, I thought it was just like randomly assigned. I think it was I just guess. random and one team just, you know, had the frozen envelope. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> exactly. it was Jen and Josh. There was only two. What do you mean? Why, why were they struggling so hard? Remember how like she only had like one hand on it? She wasn't doing Oh, no, shit. that's just Josh trying to be a leader because he fucking sucks. And he's just like, <laughs> he sucks. And that's the equivalent of like, you know, when you have a group project or like just a thing at work or whatever, whoever's like, oh, I'll take notes. Like they're going to add the least. That's what Josh was doing. <laughs> yeah. I think that kind of checks out. Do you out want a peanut, that. Jen? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jordan's team was absolutely stacked and obviously in the ammo thing, but then like the helicopter, they couldn't figure it out for the life of them. He did tweet out. Did you guys see what Jordan tweeted? I did out see his tweet. Over? I did see his tweet, but I have a hard time believing that. Wait, like, I don't think tweet? I didn't see it. He said it was like the, the flight path. He's like, if you notice that, like the only way that theirs were wrong, is because theirs went left to the right. We're the only ones that missed with the other two were short or long. And he's like, that's pure flight path. He goes, there was something wrong with ours. And we came in first in the, um, ammo portion so we should have been able to go last which was weird that they had to go first after dominating yeah. but I guess they MTV I, I guess MTV was like listen we're just gonna just go with like there's no strategy they're trying to break up where like the smart pe te teams have a advantage obviously that seems to be the way they're going this season which I love more yeah. chaos the better but I think anytime you're doing something like this that is very unorthodox you definitely want to see somebody else oh, yeah. at least one one person go first oh, and yeah. see like what you should do yeah I Maybe it was them trying to balance, like, the teams. Because that was a stacked team. You can't have Wes uh, – what was it? Wes Jordan and – um, Yeah, and Jenny on the same roster. Like, on the same team in a, a three-person team. Like that, they're going to win any sort of competition if they don't throw shit out of the helicopter every time. <laughs> Which I course, guess the fucking worst team wins. Fucking Swaggy C, Corey, oh. and uh, – uh, I mean, D, yeah. Corey's been in the fucking tribunal twice already. I don't like Corey's that. set up. I'm so out on Swaggy yeah. C. I know we said it last week. I don't think I was ever out on somebody quicker than Swaggy C. Corey beat Connor in an arm wrestling contest. <laughs> if that. you go back, if you go back and watch that I'm film, I back. had him beat, and then he cheated. So we'll just leave it at that. Uh, Yankees blew a three-game lead one time too. Um, <laughs> One thing with the ammo thing, it just made me miss ammo. Like I wish he was on this yep. season. That was the first <laughs> thing. Um, and yeah, oh, Swaggy C. Someone sent me, or said, I don't know who they sent it to. Maybe all of us. After I said, like, imagine being like, "Hey, Dad, this is my fiance, Swaggy," and like that happened. Someone sent me a video of that actually happening, and it was no. atrocious. Yeah, <laughs> and then he. Um, I mean, just what Swaggy wants to know is, <laughs> I would just, if I'm Jenny right there, I'm just like, all right, I'm going to fight you, dude. Now I'm going to fight you. I look like China. I'm going to fight you. Jenny should call Swaggy C out for an elimination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she should um, be able to. She should be able to challenge yeah. for the Intercontinental Championship. T TJ, said so, she would, TJ said she would beat everyone's ass. Prove it. Like, call probably, Swaggy C. 
the problem with Swaggy C is, guess what? Number one, you can't give yourself a nickname. And I am almost certain that he probably gave himself that nickname. And number two, you can't talk in a third person. Maybe you can do one of those two things, give yourself a nickname or talk in third person. You can't do both. It doesn't work like that there, Swaggy. God damn it. I, honestly, I'm with you guys on all this. I feel like I'm going to have to just blindly become a Swaggy C guy, though, just to, like, see what it's like on the other side. I feel like we are very fair at Barstool. We, we've, the one thing is, like, if we have Swaggy C on this podcast, we're going to fall in love with him because that's what always happens. We have them on. Remember Ammo? We weren't really sure about Ammo. I'm telling you, that, that night on that podcast was – I felt like I was in another planet. It was the most unbelievable thing. He was going around. He was calling people. It was, it was out of this world. When we were going on Skype for the last episode, I saw Ammo in there. I go, holy shit. And he was online too. I'm like, what are you doing right now, Ammo? Who are you talking to on Skype right now, Ammo? Fucking, I love that guy. He's Every guy. once in a while, like one of them will pop up. Like when I have to go on the Skype, I'm like, oh, what's Kayla doing? <laughs> Cheater. Yeah, but you know, you know. I, I just thought of one other thing with um, <laughs> potentially the reason that Jordan and Wes's team stunk. It looked like they were like throwing the box out, yeah. and that definitely could have affected the the box going right or left, as opposed to just again, you don't, yeah, just just get it uh, beyond the platform there and let it drop, and it probably would have just dropped straight down. So this takes me to the uh, the segment, uh, Captain Hardo. <laughs> do you, do, do, would you have won this with? Say you have. Uh, I don't, I don't know where you would have been on the – I mean, obviously, the, the lugging, the, the, the boxes is one thing. But in terms of the helicopter, do you think – like, have you been, you've been in a chopper before? Yeah, but here, spoiler alert. <laughs> we don't do that. We don't just drop shit out of a <laughs> chopper, like, in that fashion to try to <laughs> land on targets. That's just not something we do. Like, you know, we'll hover from a chopper and rappel That's out of it. That's not how Hiroshima happened? Yeah, no. <laughs> I thought that was they a low-flying helicopter. <laughs> I feel like you would do that, Dom. <laughs> um, I mean, it seems listen, like it would work. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure at some point in the course of military history that something has been thrown out of a helicopter in order to blow something else up. Well, like but supplies. You're dropping off supplies. Yeah, but those will have like parachutes. We don't just drop supplies with no parachute so it'll land softly. And usually those come out of a bigger plane anyway, and that's not something we do that much either. Can I can I just say that I had a little twinge of American like pride as I watched Americans just dump shit all over Prague, just completely just trash the country. I was like, oh, like it, yeah. we're, we're in kind of a tough time right now, and it kind of gave me like the memory of when Americans used to just go around the world and just fuck. Clem shit was up. Clem was back in World War Two, watching England and, and the U.S. combined just to <laughs> drop shit over like the USSR. Yeah, it was it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful now we're thing. doing gender reveals in Prague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to uh, I had us here, Tom Holder. Corey excels at gender reveals. This makes a ton of sense. That was a good line right there. That's what we needed, Tori. We need Tori to get knocked up, and her and Jordan should have had their gender reveal doing that <laughs> after proposing at the final last year. I, I mean, we laugh, but I mean, we like we've always said, like, imagine if they actually proposed at a challenge. That's happened. There's gonna be a wedding. It's like fucking. It's like WWF. There, all the shit mm -hmm. that we see is going to mm -hmm. see is gonna happen on TV sooner or later. Yeah. Um, so, in answer to your question. Had I not gone first, I don't know. I'd imagine like I could have figured this out. At least I hope so. I think any of us could. It was just like, you know, once you see one person fail, you just adjust off that. And I think any one of us could have figured that out. Like, I, I think the, the whole idea of having that spotter didn't seem necessary. You just needed to look out the back and look where the platform started. And then it was going slow enough that you could have dropped the box. They probably could feel nine out of nine. It was impressive. Like when I yeah. saw yeah, seven absolutely. out of nine, I was like, all right, this is over. But nine know, out of like, nine, nine, like out of nine seven was very win. impressive. Yeah. I thought seven was the number. And then when they yeah. got nine, it's like, oh, Jesus. 
I mean, let's be honest here. A hand up. I was like, when I saw Corey there, I was like, we're, we're looking at like three out of nine at very best. And when I saw nine out of nine, so Connor, you're telling me Corey could beat you in an arm wrestling contest, but you would at least take him to a draw in a helicopter dumping contest. No, I would definitely, I would definitely win this contest. You Come can't on. win nine out of nine. You can't be nine out of nine. You well, just I would at least tie nine out of nine. Imagine we had a toss off. <laughs> I mean, goddamn toss off. <laughs> Goddamn coronavirus. This might have been possible without the coronavirus. We might have been able to get a fucking plane over to Prague and do it. Like, yeah. what do you think their loop was? Like, what do you think that took, like, five minutes every time? No, oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely a long challenge. Yeah. yeah. That seemed boring as shit. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. But I, uh, I would have loved the watch. There's a 100% chance Nelson would have threw a box the wrong way. <laughs> Is Nelson still on the show? Is Jenna on the show? Jenna didn't have one... It's like second tonight. Oh, Nelson, how the mighty have fallen. Nelson did good. They're in Mexico. The... Jenna's cheeks out. But once they put a white trash four foot above ground pool, she can't get in one of her thongs and start building up a whirlpool like everyone else. Nelson she's too good of where she came from. Nelson had one like thing I remember him today of tonight's episode. He did the horrible thumbs down booing during the first first drop. Like, he was just audibly booing by himself. Just reminded me he's the worst. Uh, Jenna, there's, this was one of those episodes where they just edited people out. Because, yeah, I don't remember one thing from Jenna. And there's probably, like, three or four other people now that you mention it. So, um, two people that were in it. Bananas and Wes. They have, they decided to join teams to basically just, I don't know, like, punk Jen or basically, you know, freshman – do you guys have freshman Fridays or ever hear about freshman Fridays in uh, high school where it was oh. like you get your ass kicked and by the, if you were a freshman, the seniors would just kick the freshman's ass. It was at oh. least, a, it was an urban legend here. I Ta- never saw taped it. Taped up to, I watched a kid get crucified to a fence with tape. Really? Yeah. And before he got caught, he was running from seniors. He was running along the back of a line of cars. And the dude who played um, Bob, like the kid in searching for Bobby Fisher uh, he fucking stuck his leg out from between two cars. This kid went fucking flying. They grabbed him, threw him up against the fence, and crucified him with tape. It was one of the Fantastic. craziest things I've seen. Apparently, I didn't go to Dates and Confused High School, so yeah. no, we did not. No, it that. wasn't for me. I mean, Eddie, what was like? I feel like we all kind of the, the four of us had a similar experience growing up, and then you in the Midwest, probably significantly different. In Catholic school, right, Ed? Yeah, Catholic school, all yeah. boys. I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, it was. That was like a day camp thing. It was like the eighth graders. Or I don't know if you ever seen if you ever seen recess. It's like the kindergartners. Like that's what it did. Like fucking King Bob went over to them and he's like, "Yeah, do this." And she fucking hook, line, and sinker. I can't believe she did that. But I I like kind of love her now that she did that. <laughs> so was, Ed, Ed, go ahead. I have a quick question for you because you were a Catholic school kid, and I think we might have addressed this on, on, on an old episode. It in. Like when, when the cat, when the public school kids, did you have public school kids go to your school for CCD like one night a week? Did yeah, they jag offs, man? <laughs> I, I'd oh, like, we didn't have that. You didn't have that? Yeah. So no. like we, us public school kids would go to CCD like once a week. And I just remember like 
like the the bad kids would just destroy the desks, they destroy the books, and then you yeah. hear from the Catholic school kids, we're like, you motherfuckers, we were terrified of you. And then I was talking to someone the other day uh, about something, and she's like, yeah, I was a teacher, a substitute teacher, and we used to lock everyone's stuff in the closet so none of you fucking hooligans could get in. So I always like to see it from the other side, the Catholic school side. So it sounds like even in the Midwest, there were a bunch of punk public school kids. They were beating the shit out of freshmen and also just rummaging through all the Catholic school kids' desks. Straight jag offs man they used to steal all the jelly roll pens you know the good ones mm-hmm. that kid. uh they used to fucking draw white out dicks in the in the, in the yeah. desk, and you'd have to scrape it off like fucking uh it was it was the ccd people they were they were bad kids so <laughs> our ccd went to the church not to our high school like no the- so like growing growing up they the, the, the ccd kids would come to my because i went catholic school Same. pre-k through 12, 12. so 12. They they would come, but so I would play sports in the town, and my teammates were all the kids that went to the public school. One time, one of my teammates comes to practice. He goes, "I left you. I left a present in your desk because I somehow figured out it was my desk." I come back, and then in whiteout, it's like you suck dick. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. That's a great one. <laughs> it's a good deal. You suck dick. It's not quite Christmas, please. I mean, he got you. Please. He did. He did. Boom, roasted. <laughs> Not quite a crucifixion using tape, which, as we say this, you know, the, the head of Barstool did that to one of our employees who's yeah, now the producer of sports podcast yeah. in the universe. It was the exact same thing. Oh, and, I'm, and I wasn't joking. It was literally the dude, the actor from Searching for Bobby Fisher. Like, I went to <laughs> high school with him, and he was just a tremendous bully to people. It's just a tremendous bully. Yeah, I, I, I always wondered that because I never saw the freshman Fridays, but apparently it's a real thing. And the CCD, fucking the hooligans, the horde of just unwashed heathens. We were, I guess, a bunch of, I mean, people read like, I'm going to kill, kill you, like on people's desks. And it, I remember it was like a big thing. One of the kids did that. So anyway. Well, I, I don't know about Ed, but we used to just thumb our nose at the, at the Publix, as we used to the call Publix, it. The Publix? Yeah, I mean, there were scrubs at the end of the day. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, we have a unlikely alliance. Wes and Bananas, they, they have her, they have Jen, like, write a speech. They're basically just fucking with her the whole time. I don't know. It was weird to see, but I, I have to admit, I kind of loved watching it. It was kind of like seeing The Rock and Stone Cold together. You know that they're natural-born enemies, but goddamn, are they fucking good together. I, I waited for Shawn Michaels to kick Marty Jannetty in the face <laughs> and throw him the shop window. Like, that's all... I, like that it's got to come down to it at some point i can't wait like that's it's when you see um like when you see two singles wrestlers get put together in a tag team you know they're going to turn on each other soon let's do well, it i think we could all agree too i think wes is fucked in this format yeah like mm-hmm. he's yeah. fucked you know someone's calling him out the first chance they get to try and get their skull like because as much as as much as they suck and you know we don't like them but You'd rather face West than Nelson or Corey, right? Depending on the challenge. Sure. Like, there's, there's no way to know. There's no Corey way to know. Corey for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, Corey for sure. I would probably still take my chances with Nelson because half, like, it's a 50 50 shot. You're getting a mental thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, of course, there is a mental aspect. But the most fucked is CT. He even admitted it to start the show. He said, My whole game plan is relying on intimidation. Now I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, all the people that have just like skated by just avoiding eliminations because people like them and or are intimidated by them are just definitely 
screwed here. And as we said last week, I, you know, you really though, you gotta, you gotta tip your cap to, to bananas and West. This is such an, uh, you know, an old timer move to just get the new person and get them thinking that you're helping them when in fact you are just making fun of them right to their face. It was borderline torturous what they were doing to this sweet little girl. It was, I mean, we give the producers and editors of the challenge all this credit. It was one of their best produced like segments yes. in a while where you could see it developing and you're at home and it's like a train wreck. You knew it was coming the entire time. <laughs> when she opened her mouth and did the welcome earthlings or whatever earthlings, it was when just. Wes, when Wes opens up with, you're like a stock. <laughs> like you, just, you know, right then and there it's over. <laughs> I, I, I was at the point when she said, welcome earthlings. I'm like, well, I mean, she's young. I'm old. Yeah. So I guess it's just how kids talk now. Turns out it's definitely not how kids talk. I don't think kids even talk like that when we were young. So I don't know what the fuck was going and, on. And just like before the elimination too, she's like, hey, my name's Jen. I'm going to go in there and do like, it's like she can't, she's never talked like real in her life. Like she's used to just like, like doing swipe ups on Instagram, you know? Well, yeah. like, and that's her natural cadence. <laughs> It's that, and when she walks in a room, like, credit to her. Like, she's a very pretty girl. Like, people like that do not have to develop a personality. So she just doesn't know how to talk in groups. Are you trying to say I don't have a personality, Connor? Ah. It's not easy for that. Um, I didn't like – I mean, I loved it, but I didn't love it because it's – I don't like change, and I don't like new things. When they showed Bananas and Wes standing next to each other laughing and, like, they're – confessional or whatever they call it these days when they showed them to stand in there like concocting the plan and talking about it i was like this just doesn't look right and i'm not a fan of that yeah Yeah. i'm with you on that i'm with you on that uh but the other side of it is i don't know man i think it's going to be worth it the payoffs will be worth it when the the backstabbing occurs and all that kind of stuff and there's i'm i'm 100 convinced johnny said to west three months before they left for the show this is going to be the season we team up. It'll be a ratings boost. We're going to need it because we need to rely on each other. And you guys are right. Even the way Wes was talking about Jordan, and he's like, oh, I don't work well with Jordan. Jordan is now, like, the power player of this game. If you can't get along with him, you're basically fighting uphill the entire season. No, Jordan's no, not, not the power really, player. Yeah, that's what Jordan, I'm saying. Yeah, Jordan's the power player. No, it's Tori no. that's the power yeah, player. Jordan's Same the muscle. Thing. Jordan doesn't give a <laughs> shit. Like, this is really one of the first times Jordan has said, um, like, oh, I'll be mad if you do this. Normally, Jordan is just like, yeah, just throw me in. Whatever, I'll beat you. I only have one hand. I'm a dick. Whatever, no big deal. We'll swing an axe. <laughs> when Jordan did that shit, when he was swinging an axe with one hand, that was that was legendary shit. I mean, that put him in the Hall of Fame off of uh, the last season, so that's all you need to know about it. Um, so I'm then we get to – I'm terrified of Tori. You're terrified of Tori? She controls everything. Yeah. I have to say, I'm really – I'm saying, like, in terms of the power player group, like, it's not Jordan that you have to worry about. Like, like you said, Jordan's the muscle. She's telling Jordan what to do. She's, she's certainly very well adept at, at playing the game, but I don't think she has that intimidation factor. I think she's too nice of a person. We're big Tory fans, too. We were yeah. Tory, right? I, we were, I was a fan of her on Are You the One, who, by the way, her and Asaph were like a thing back in the day, which is crazy that that fucking. That's disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> and then she ends up with Jordan, like the greatest challenge player of, of our era right now. Um, 
I don't know, man. I, I, I like having someone like Tori as the power player outside of some of the – again, it's like I, this is a lot she like go, wrestling. She goes against the green. She goes against what a typical power player has been on the yeah. challenge where it's the overbearing alpha. It's the, the very clear uh, physical specimen where, like, she's obviously, like, physically, you know, pretty good, but she's somewhat unassuming in my opinion. And I think she kills everyone with her kindness. I will say I do like the other thing they do against the green as like the power players is they throw themselves in. They're like, no, 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 give me this to eliminate this person. It's not like bananas and CT and some of the other like conniving guys where they're like, no, 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 just let me skate to the finals. And then I know I can win that. It's they want to go eliminate people themselves. And I kind of respect that. Well, they have to. They have well, I'm to saying even before point. this, even before like in other in yeah. previous seasons, they would do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, once Jen wraps up her speech, which uh, we had two tweets, uh, Frank Mahoney had the what you just said is the dumbest thing, you know, the Billy Madison speech, which I mean, that that applies to a lot of things in life. That was one of the most applicable uh, uses for that ever. And then uh, I can't believe Wes threw me under the bus every rookie ever. That was Ja who said that. And I he does, I mean, Wes is the rookie killer. That should be his name. He should, like, everyone has, like, their little, like, nicknames, like the notorious, you know, with Conor McGregor. If you're a rookie, you're gonna get fucked by Nani or Wes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so then it we was impressive. It was impressive though that she was able to sound that unintelligent when she had written down a speech and <laughs> presumably practiced it prior to going to that situation, and she still just went in a direction that no one knew where she was going to end up. <laughs> um, we then get the locker talk. We had the locker talking skit too, which I just uh, thought was weird. I thought they were just trying to like make things like a little different and weird, right? It just didn't mm-hmm. didn't feel right to me. I mean, this is all right. So this is my first experience with D. Connor, you too, right? Mm-hmm. But I think she's been around for a little bit. Um, yeah, Dee's done. This is probably like her third or fourth. Third, season. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and she won last year. And she does uh, pole dancing in Australia, uh, like competitions, not like uh, stripping. And last year, uh, last season, she was banging Rogan uh, and thought they were in love. And then Rogan was just like, well, if we got to get rid of the weakest person, it's clearly D. She was not not clued into the fact that he was just trying to, you know, have some fun while he's cooped up in a house with someone. Yeah, he was just like, listen, hey, we had a good time. We're having a good time. But, like, I'm still trying to win this game. Right. Uh, And they ended up, like, winning together. Turns out a lot of these people are on OnlyFans. That's impressive. Like, Rogan's on OnlyFans. Joss is on OnlyFans. These guys are selling their dick for 30 bucks a pop. (laughs) 30 bucks? Yeah. These are tough tough times we are in. Jemmy was huge on OnlyFans. And since coronavirus – has said like it opened her eyes that she needs to like more time with family, not the not OnlyFans, not reality TV. Like she's a new person. Um, Kayla's huge in OnlyFans. Like a lot of these people are on OnlyFans. Ashley dumped them out on OnlyFans for a little bit. I mean, I you know can't knock the hustle, right? If you can, if you can, if you're comfortable doing that, making a living that way and getting money that way, then then more power to you. But I want to hear. And more- if you do that, I hope someone buys it and then puts it on Reddit. <laughs> or DMs it to the No Quitters account. Yes, yeah, like, because are, are these DMs open? Let me check. I'm gonna look into this. You guys handle whatever. You can. I think Bear Bear has a sex tape too. Of course he does. It's probably him and Caleb. No, it's not. It's, well, it's not. But I um no, it's not. Kayla's dating like some DJ in um like some British DJ. 
And hopefully, when, when a kid gets stolen by you, Reeves. No, uh, we're getting, like, tornado warnings picking and shit. Picking up kids. You got a fucking kid alert out there in Cincinnati. There's a militia. Warnings. There's a militia coming towards yeah. us right now. Um, no, so, I mean, listen, spoiler, Kayla doesn't win. Um, so she gets – what I found out is in real life, she left her boyfriend – which she did for like three and a half years. She's like, hey, I'm going on, you know, I'm doing another season. He's like, all right, love you, babe. Like, go nuts. She does everything we see in the um, trailer, like starts hooking up with Bear. And then when the show's over, when she's eliminated, she just doesn't go home and just goes to London. And her boyfriend's at home, like waiting for her. And then she's just on this dude's Instagram. Oh, like, <laughs> like, that's kind of how he found out. These people are a different breed, but going back to D, because again, I don't know anything about her. Ed, what did you think having watched her the last few seasons and especially having one last season, I was very surprised with how she acted in the deliberation and then ultimately not putting herself in. Well, she goes back and forth between like, okay, she's actually kind of smart and then she's dumb because she sat there and she had like an epiphany. Remember when her and Wes were playing, we're like, wait, but if it's a puzzle, Tori sucks at puzzles. Maybe we could bounce her that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, like she's actually like going to think this through. And then they walk up, they see the thing, TJ throws the twist out there and she just doesn't jump at it. So I don't, she's, she's too much of a wild card. She's very emotional. I don't know. But she's, at the end of the day, though, I don't think her move was that bad because Jenny's going to win another challenge, right? She's going to be in there. She's probably going to pay D the favor back, but she's probably not going to go against someone as weak as, Jen, so I don't know. D, D, is, D can be decent, but she's also she's smarter than she is, like better, you know, physically. And then what happens is she starts like looking out for herself. And then just one person is like, Well, no, you should do this. And she wants to fit in. So she'll go with that. Like yeah. that's what she's like. Oh, I told Jenny I would. We're gonna be besties, so I'll do that instead of worrying about myself. Yeah, it definitely just seemed like she tried to she was like outthinking the room and just confused herself because also I don't understand the the strategy because regardless of what it is, you you know, Jen with two ends, Jen is presumably the worst girl in this challenge. So why wouldn't you just go get your skull, get it knocked out of the way. And, and yeah. so you have that uh, on your helmet and you don't have to worry about it. But then there also is two, there is something to, to her being like, listen, if I'm going to lose, I don't care. I just don't want to lose to her. I That's mean, let's true. be honest. The D and then D next to her is like, it, it's a mismatch, you know? Yeah. Rogan like walks in, he has that. And then it's like, well, I don't know. I kind of respect that in a way, I guess, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you guys think that D, cause she had like jeans on and stuff. Do you think she just didn't want to have to go home, get her stuff on? Like I could understand that. Like no one wants to, <laughs> cause you have to go in there. If either you have to, if you have to play in jeans, that's instantly like the entire time you're like, this was a mistake. I'm, I'm off my yeah. game. Or you know what's so funny you say that, Clem? I've been going back and, and uh, been watching, like, super old challenges and watching them actually compete in, like, their own clothes. This is before, like, sponsors got on board and they would actually be in jeans or jean shorts or cargo shorts. They would really just wear the bathing suits, right? Like Or, like, yeah. board shorts and shit like that? Yeah. yeah it, was it happened to Zach. Didn't Zach have to borrow, like, Tony's clothes, like, a couple seasons ago? Maybe. I don't remember oh. that. Man, Tony's clothes definitely have jizz all over them. Like, that's the last guy whose clothes you want to borrow. You're catching some DNA. Oh, gross. The the mental uh, excuse that D came up with, that's like the the top one worst excuse of all time. Remind me, what did she say? She said she wasn't mentally prepared to go into a challenge. 
And yeah. it was the easiest challenge in the world. Yeah, I don't know. I think you got to be mentally prepared. If there's, an, there's even the sliver of chance, you got to be mentally prepared. And it was like the whole, like, I don't want to lose to her. And, like, I, I understand if you have someone you despise and you wouldn't want to lose. But, I mean, when you see that challenge, like, there's no fucking way I'm losing that challenge. It's like me and – I'm trying to think of who, who – like, me and Vibs going, like, toe-to-toe in a 20-piece McNugget. Like I'm gonna beat. Them. There's no way Vince is gonna beat me in a McNugget challenge. So it's yeah, like, you come up, you come up, and there's just a ton of McDonald's on the table. You're like, all right, cool, I'll go in. I got, yeah, this. I got this. Don't worry, guys. I, and I'll get my red skull on my helmet too, which is like, then you're on fucking easy street the rest of the time. So I just think getting the, the skull earlier rather than later, it just it, it opens up so many more options for yourself as a player. And let's call that. That's basically the the um the fucking like the the one lasting mark from this episode the name of this episode our podcast is going to be D's nuts because she's <laughs> fucking crazy because she just gave Jenny the best girl a free ride to the final or at least Bingo. a free red skull it's crazy how like I, how no one else like just could talk her out of like just giving her a red skull which i mean i like Jenny and i i think most of you guys do too oh, yeah. the little i know about her like i respect the fuck that she's a beast and shit um, it's crazy that they just let her just take a red skull basically against the worst competitor they're going to have in the house the entire time. It yes. just made a, a 16 and one matchup. Like that's what she did. She was like, Oh yeah, I'll just throw the one seed in here against 16. I won't take it myself as like a six seed. She was worried about being Virginia. She was like, that, mm. she, she, she probably was like that one time this would happen. It'll be me. And then I'll never hear the end of it. But mm. like what, there was nothing there. Like it was, the challenge, the elimination was nothing. Yeah, like, but if you wear jeans to work and, you know, someone's like, hey, you want to go work out? Sometimes, yeah, I wear jeans. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no, that's, no, and I, I agree with you. That's a good that's point. That's such a Chicago thing. Ah, sometimes, you know, get some jeans in, jeans lifting a beat. <laughs> yeah, I turned on serious today. Uh, I forget, what I, was, I was getting in the shower. I was like, oh, I'll just throw on, like, serious. I threw on Barstool, and it was the Chicago guys. And I picked up right in the conversation. I just said, yeah, it was, it was two, two dicks and, and then two girls. And, like, I don't know. I just couldn't do it with another guy in the room. And then uh, that was Dave. And then Carl and uh, Chief are both like, oh, I couldn't be a sex party guy. That's a sex party then. And Eddie just goes, depends on the furniture in the room. <laughs> Truth, though, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. If you got, like, a little love seat on the side there, like, I'm not going to take the computer chair, but if there's... there's Eddie's a love seat guy. I was fucking crying. (laughs) I didn't know the context at all. That's all the furniture. Uh, oh man, I don't even know how to come back from that one. Um, so, uh, so, all right. So, what do we think about the super twist? This changes everything. The game is on its head yet again. This is gonna be the craziest season ever. Yada yada yada. I mean, I like that they're adding shit. I don't know if they're just adding shit as they go. I feel like they realize it's like the Constitution. You have to have some wiggle room to change stuff as you go. They realize these fucking idiots will find a way to break their rules, and they have to then adjust to them. So I think I like it, right? If you want to go in the fucking challenge, you go in the challenge. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the fact that the producers, they, they could change the rules. It's not like, they, you know, the contestants get a uh, book of rules when they show up to the house. They, the producers can just change the rules on a whim as they see fit. I like that. I'm surprised no, like, are you the one fucking kids have been, like, real millennial about it and sued, like, by a cop. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I feel like this wasn't fair. 
<laughs> like Devin, that's, that's why Devin's not on, who also has an OnlyFans. <laughs> really? Devin has an OnlyFans? Okay. Yeah, he's fucking ripped. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad that you're doing this research so that we don't have to. And then we oh, had, uh, yeah, you do it. Our friend Lonnie, Lonnie Polk, she said that uh, she had a, forwarded a tweet that Jemmy had saying that Paulie had failed a psych- psychological test or something. And that's why they're not, he's not yeah, on this season. And it had been like a rumor that they did a psych test on, um, they did a psych evaluation because they're putting these people in a fucking bunker with no light. Plus, they should just do that anyway. And Cara Maria, I saw it on Instagram back in like October. She was bragging about how like she was taking a season off. And I guess it's, she was fine. Polly wasn't. And she was like, I'll stay home. I would never disrespect you. Uh, let's just, uh, breaking news on the podcast. I don't know if you guys saw the text yeah. message we yeah, just got. Great. In case you're wondering where Riggs went, we got a text message from Riggs. Uh, I'm about to lose you guys for a few minutes. We have a tornado hitting. <laughs> what the fuck, Riggs? So Riggs went Dorothy on us. Riggs, I mean, the heart. I he mean, was a good man, and I'll miss him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. So, sorry for laughing at your phone buzzing like 20 minutes ago, which ended up being your demise. <laughs> um, like, I, I don't know if I could say like he's the, the hardest working man at Barstool because we have some of, especially the guys at the top, are some of the biggest grinders I've ever met in my life. Riggs is always like at like eight to ten blogs every single day. Like I'm trying on our dashboard, you can see how many blogs are in for the day, and I'm feeling good at four. And Riggs has like eight with two more scheduled. So as he's going to try to jump on the end of this podcast once the tornado passes through the middle of his fucking living room um hopefully we'll, we'll get him but uh yeah i i'm a fan of i'm a fan of this i also think like give tj carte blanche if he's just feeling fresh and spry and is like let's just change up the entire rules right now i'm down for that right like i think yeah to kind of just have like again we called him the commissioner right he has the fucking the axe to, to swing uh well, now I, it's set up so that there'll be like if there's another thing where there's like random teams, depending on like who the people are in it, it could be like in a case like today where um, they're like the, what are they called? The triad? Tribunal. 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 Like they'll try to influence people. Like you get bananas and Wes in one of those with someone, like they're getting someone to throw themselves in that maybe shouldn't. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to to some, a few of those happening this year, uh, this season where, Someone presumably, or you know, apparently can't even think for themselves and just get told what to do. Eventually, D. Eventually. Or Josh. <laughs> clearly, clearly. One thing that I think is a little bit of a wild card for the entire season, it looks like it's pretty cold there. Yeah. And as we did say, oh, and also as we, we got word from, from John there that the, at one point the bathrooms f- completely freeze and they didn't have running water. So it must be pretty cold. I think that's definitely like a factor. November. Yeah, November, Prague, November. I don't know what those temperatures are like, but it doesn't look comfortable. I would imagine it's always cold there. Yeah. yeah. If you were part of Russia at any point in your history, you were cold for most of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, didn't John, Johnny say that they like clogged the toilet? Like, I feel like the toilets are out of use every single challenge has by like the third episode they're children they're fucking full-grown children and it's to the point where i mean we're all getting older like in my fantasy league it's like we can't change the rules because you know there's a couple guys who don't understand it we're in our late 30s most of us have fucking kids we have wives we have houses it's crazy that these idiots are growing with us except they're just not they're just clogging toilets they probably run through all the food and booze as, as soon as possible um, I, I'm excited. I, and I, I don't know. Am I the only one? I like seeing these people suffer. I like knowing yeah. it's cold there. I like knowing that their bathrooms are broken. It makes me a little happy. 
Yeah. Well, I, I wish, I do wish that they brought them in and their bed, they had like a roll of toilet paper and like one bar of soap. They never really explained that. Like, was that just bullshit oh, or, right. you know, the walk-in? Like, is are they really struggling? I don't know. They didn't really touch that. If we could get kind of like a quarantine rules kind of challenge where you do have to like manage your toilet paper and start bartering for toilet paper and for, you know, whatever, hand sanitizer, whatever you have to do. I think that should be part of the game. Then people will, you'll start showing your true colors and their real alliances of form. First with the CT walks paper. away with all the toilet paper. We <laughs> learned that from, from Evan and Kenny when <laughs> we interviewed right. them. And they told us that everyone gets a bag of like Under Armour stuff. And then people trade all sorts of stuff. And somehow CT always ended up with like <laughs> three thing, three bags and then would win and be like, I'm just going to go buy 50 grand worth of blood. <laughs> and just run around fucking Southie. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Jenny destroys Jen, like we said, Blowout City. I mean, that was a weird challenge. I mean, I don't know. It did, didn't seem overly difficult, not just for Jenny because she's in very good shape. It looked like just about anybody would have done that pretty well, but I guess it comes down to who could have done it faster. Uh, it was very, you know, Jen struggled, but Jenny yeah. made it look easy. The one thing I'll say that I dislike about the way the current format is, is that you don't know who's going in when it starts, right? You don't know what the, what the heads, uh, the, the matchups going to be. And I feel like in the past, they knew the matchups beforehand and they would um, like basically make it where it's like two monsters, two big dudes. They have like collisions. Oh, Bobby's still alive. Breaking news. Good news. Breaking house is appears to be still standing. We're in the middle of a tornado. Got the wife and kid in the basement here. Um, it, it appears. Oh, and we lost uh -oh. him again. Uh -oh. And we lost him again. Uh -oh. well, we lost him after he put his wife and kid in the basement. <laughs> Am I still here? It seems like you're I'm back. Here. You're back now. now. You're here. Okay. So yeah, tornadoes are hitting Cincinnati, and super fun times. Well, I don't know that I necessarily care so much about you, but I hope your wife and kid are safe. Yes. Yeah, me yes. too. Cosign. Hard cosign on both of those. Uh, MVP, LVP of the episode. We forgot to do this last time. I got called. Oh out. yeah, I forgot about that. I, I, my notes, uh, it's now permanently in the notes. I can't get the intro open. I'm going to get MVP at least, right? So uh, MVP, LVPs, feel free, shout them out, go across the board, whatever you guys want. All right, MVP for me is that helicopter pilot who just had to spend, you know, you know probably like six hours of his day just flying in circles. Yes. That, that can't be fun. <laughs> Dude lives in Prague. It's like, I have to take these fucking Americans up there to throw fucking smoke all over my guy or powder over my land. Yeah. Um, JJ? Uh, what, what, what are we doing? MVP? MVP. Oh, my yeah. MVP is Corey. He performed well and he one time beat Connor in an arm wrestling. Yes. Match. Yes. We'll tweet that video out too, just so for people who didn't. In case watch, people don't know. Watch yeah. the tape. Watch the tape. <laughs> Edward? Uh, MVP, I'm going west. I mean, that was funny. Having her make that speech and then instantly voting her was funny again. So that's a good one. That's a good one. And you know, Wes, I feel like Wes isn't going to get a lot of MVP votes because he kind of has that stigma against him. I think he definitely earned it today. A lot of entertainment. Riggs. Uh, my MVP is the first, this is sick uh, line from TJ when they announced what the challenge was. It, was, it felt good <laughs> to get a, this is sick in us tonight. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give, you know, I'm going to give my MVP to Riggs for podcasting during a fucking tornado. So <laughs> I'm scared for you. I couldn't imagine being you right now. We're good. We're good uh, here. LVP will go back to Riggs because he went last and in case his house blows away. Yeah. The LVP is the tornado. Um, second, <laughs> second LVP is big T 
I can't stand Big T. She thought she was supposed to be in the – she had the whole thing where she's like, well, I got eliminated the first time last year. You're still a rookie if you get eliminated in, in day one. So, Big T, you're my LVP. I like that. Uh, you, you, you keep the rookie label. Like, they're, they're calling themselves prospects, which I thought was a nice spin zone because rookie kind of is like, you're going to basically get voted out. I did like that. Um, but it's almost like losing in the uh, playing game. You're not in the tournament. Bless you. You're not in the playing game unless you get in the tournament. So. Right. You get to hang a little bit of the banner like you were there, but you weren't really there. Yep. Yep. Eddie, LVP. You know, I she was pretty entertaining, but I mean, for Jen not to get one fucking bucket up there is just <laughs> incredible, incredibly bad. So I guess I'll go Jen. Like you got to get one bucket up there. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jenna because, like, I mean, what are you even here for? I mean, Zach <laughs> is balls deep in someone at home, like aggressively, like UTI deep, and you don't even show up on screen. Yeah. Um, I have a three-way tie for my LVP. Jesus Christ. Yep. Yep. Jordan for acting like a baby when he when they lost. Um, the people from MTV who probably didn't clean up all of those ammo boxes after this <laughs> challenge. Um, and then now I can't remember my third. <laughs> I'll think of it in a second, but that's right. what I got right now. Well, your third, I thought this, I thought that I was going to have to scramble because I think D is the LVP because she just gave, like we said, just gave Je- uh, Jenny the red skull. So D, I, I think, I think I hate D. I think I don't like her. So I, 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 I are we, how do we feel about D? Thumbs up or thumbs down from her first three seasons here? Well, I, I'm only going off this season right now. I'll give her here. Yeah. Middle. I feel like I the same as Eddie. I'm not the, a D fan. Yeah. Middle. Middle. Yeah. Middle. No, I'm no. not a D fan. D is mid. I, I found out what mid is recently. And let me tell you, that Marshawn Lynch meme is a lot more funnier now that I know what to say. <laughs> mid, him and Russell Wilson. So, um, all right. And then this is the one one last thing I wanted to try to do. Uh, we tweet. I'm going to tweet it out, pin it on the No Quitters podcast Twitter account at No Quitters Pod. We're going to do a quick quarantine house meme. This is the hottest shit in the streets. Um, I put together eight houses. I sent it along to you fellas. Uh, I'm going to read them to the audience here real quick. And we're going to just choose who would you want to be quarantined with? So you're spending an indefinite amount of your life in the house with these people. Before we started recording, we were all griping about everyone we're in quarantine with. So you'd be stuck with these fucking maniacs for, again, could be weeks, could be months, could be years. Let's be honest. And it could be apocalypse breaking up by the end of it. Um, Number house one. Bananas, Ashley, as in as an OnlyFans. I'll just yell out has an OnlyFans. Yes, yes thank you. Perfect. Uh, Elton, Alton, uh, Jenna, Shane has an OnlyFans. <laughs> yes. I, are you on the Shane OnlyFans? Are you guys are like technical? no, no? I'm not buying any OnlyFans. There's yeah. just there's subreddits about there. this. <laughs> Johanna, no, huh? Hunter, Beth. Uh, yep, has an OnlyFans. Hunter has an OnlyFans, <laughs> and Beth. Uh, next up is CT, Camilla, Kahuta, Paula, Landon, Veronica, Tony, Katie. House three, Jordan. Tony isn't on OnlyFans, but a lot of people have requested that he requested gets on OnlyFans. A lot of requests for Tony yeah. OnlyFans. Um, house three, Jordan, Ev, the girl, Ev, uh, Mark Long, Susie, uh, Big E, Amanda, Corey, and Cam. House four, Wes, Emily, the ripped Emily, Abe, 
Staten Island, Staten Island Nicole, I don't know how else to describe her. Uh, Leroy, because there's a bunch of two-faced Nicole didn't make it, or how so many uh, got him many faces. Uh, Leroy, Kellyanne, Nelson Robin. House five, TJ Lavin, Cara Maria, Brad, Coral, Tyler, Marie, Pauly, Jasmine. Uh, house six, Kenny, Sarah, Derek, Anissa, Kyle, Jen with two ends, the old school one, Jen G, Raiders girl Jen, which is the perfect way to describe her because she was a Raiders. Yep. Uh, Dunbar and Jemmy. Uh, house seven, Evan, Rachel, Turbo, Nani, Theo, Vaughn, Naya, Frank, and Julie. House eight, Darrell, Laurel, Zach, Tori, Ms., John A., Bear, and Tanya. After all that, do you guys have any house that kind of jumps out? Eddie, do you have a house that jumps out to you? You're, you're uh, one of our historians here. Uh, house seven would be fucking hysterical. Yeah, you throw Theo, Theo Vaughn, like that's illegal. But I, Theo and Evan, like Ed, trying yeah. to figure out Turbo and Frank. <laughs> Ed, I was, I was, I was going to say the same thing, just because I think Evan was the original guy who could just – be making fun of people straight to their face and they weren't realizing that he was making fun of them and kind of manipulate people all over the place. And it was always funny. Exactly. And then turbo trying to figure out Frank would be like, what, like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? He'd be like totally rattled. Are then, any of you guys like big Theo Vaughn fans? Not any more than the next guy. <laughs> uh, I am. I'm a huge Theo Vaughn fan. And he has like just this made up life. Like he, I, he probably lived some of it, but he's just got these characters like, Oh, and we had Billy Conforto. He was a 40-year-old homosexual man who gave us rides in his car. And, like, you just listen to him talk, and he tells these stories that it would, Turbo's head would fucking explode. <laughs> uh, our, that girl, Arlani, and a couple other people were telling me about Theo Vaughn a few years ago, back when we were doing the podcast. And then I heard him on, I think it was KFC Radio a couple times. And I'll tell you, man, I am a huge Theo Vaughn fan. Like, just the, the stories he has, the they way that they were. Works. They said they were interviewing him. Like, they tweeted it, and I texted Kevin out of, like, nowhere. I didn't talk to him a little bit. and was just like, yo, I, how much you know about him? And he was like, not really, Todd. I know he's in the real world, but, like, doesn't want to talk about that. And I was like, just ask one question and just be quiet. And he'll just – he'll tell you about Billy Conforto and Daniel, who likes to get the first hit out of the hose water and get that good hot metal taste. He's just got all these fucking characters. Now, I will say, in House 7 here, Hurricane Naya – you think the tornado that's coming for Reeves' house is going to do some damage? Hurricane Naya is, I mean, maybe the craziest person on this entire list full of crazy people, including Tornado Tanya in House 8. So yeah, I don't know about that. This hurricane or this tornado in my house is only 50 miles an hour. Naya is four <laughs> times that. She's terrifying. I'm lean. I, I, my first instinct was to lean three or eight. So three, Jordan, Ev, Mark Long, Susie, Biggie, Amanda, Corey, and Cam. Amanda's kind of a bit of a crazy person. Ev can kind of switch ways. Mark Long, cool guy. Jordan, Biggie's, Biggie's my guy. Like I'm yeah. friends with Biggie. Biggie died. He's a ghost. So he you're is. living with a ghost at this point, which is he is. Um, my only concern with three and eight is that Jordan and Tori are apart, and I'd have to listen to them bitch and moan. Well, more they'd have to they'd both be bitching and moaning about not being together i think living with laurel would just be such a headache yeah i couldn't do cam either the cam reason i would say me. the reason i would say eight is ms is up there for like celebrities that i'd pick to be a quarantine with diehard sports fan you can talk to him about football basketball 
He's a, obviously you can talk about wrestling. So you have that Daryl. I, I think feel, he'd get really annoying to talk to after said, like two hours. I'd have enough Miz. But if it's, if it's Mike, <laughs> I think it's okay. No, I think he's just still like deep down like Ohio trash. I'm used to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I've been here a decade. I know how yeah. that works. I hated to do that. I had House 5, I had TJ Lavin, and then I had to poison the well because I knew everyone yep. wanted to hang with TJ. I threw Karen Maria and Pauly together. I mean, oh. Brad and Coral, I think, like, Brad and Coral, I don't Brad think would be good. Oh, yeah. you didn't put her on here, but since you mentioned Brad, Brittany, Ooh, all yeah. of her home fans. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Has her friends coming over to take pictures. But her thing is she'll never show her pussy. And she's got like a thing, like my pussy's only for my boyfriends. It's like Judd and Pretty Woman, I don't kiss on the mouth or whatever. She yeah, she's got standards. I respect that. I respect the girl with standards. I love it. <laughs> uh, JJ, you have a house. Connor, you, do you guys have a house here? You, I mean, if Theo Vaughn is like gonna, it's just gonna be fucking hilarious. And since it'd be my first time in the house, Nani's gonna fuck me. So that's cool. <laughs> um, like, I also like house one would be kind of funny because like bananas would just be like fucking with Jenna the whole time. Um, Hunter and Ashley would probably just be having sex in front of everyone and fighting. And then like Shane would just be giving me like shoulder rubs. So it'd be like a <laughs> sick, like sick place to hang out. Or there's like CT. I mean, he is from like Boston, Camilla, like they could get super racist together. That could be funny to laugh at. <laughs> Veronica's there with those big old mom boobs. Oh, what did you call her? The Yankee, the Yankee mom? The yeah, she's just mom? like, yeah, that's what she looks like. She's was, a little league mom. That was perfect. The perfect. Beth in house one is a complete wild card too. Cause I, I was terrified. I think Eddie, you sent that over, right? You had your list of like, these were the crazy people. When I saw Beth, I like went under my desk and hid for like five minutes. Cause she feel, was, she yeah, might be the craziest person of all. Complete wild. Yeah. But I also, if I remember correctly, you could get her drunk and she would just pass out. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And then and she's just quiet. That's kind of what quarantine life becomes. Like at this exactly. point, I'm I'm hammering down like three or four drinks a day, and I don't drink at all. Basically, the kids yeah. have just broken me. So I had a peanut butter like- and jelly sandwich for dessert, and it's like, <laughs> when besides like a quarantine, is it like you know what? I'm gonna have two pieces of bread for dessert. <laughs> I ate lasagna for breakfast last week. Oh, man, just live it up, Eddie. What's the most outlandish thing you've done so far in quarantine? Other than talking about idiots on a podcast for an hour plus, <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a good thought. It's just you just you just you're just watching shit all day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck else to do. Are you are you solo in the house or do you have people at your apartment? I got a roommate. I got buddy. a roommate. Okay, yeah. nice. And it's a buddy though. So, ooh, there's a lot of people out there with like kind of random roommates they found on Craigslist. My brother lives stuff. with four, and I was like, dude, just move into my house because. <laughs> You're, you guys, these guys are probably going out spitting in each other's mouths in this fucking thing. A bunch of 24 year old idiots. I was like, right away when this happened, I was like, yo, you work from home? Good, you live at my house now. <laughs> and it's like he's a kid. I don't like, he doesn't leave. If he wants to go for a walk again, if he goes to go anywhere, I'm like, here's gloves, here's a mask. But like, just tell me what you want. I'll go do it on like our Thursday run, like The Walking Dead. We, my father-in-law brought a couple of old, uh, of N95 masks. I think he had them from when he was working and I was like, it was like, he gave us two gold bars. I was like, Oh my God, we can live again now. So, um, that's a good brother right there. Given the masks and everything. Uh, I I pay for all his food. He's living the dream. (laughs) He's never going to move out. You just acquired another kid. (laughs) Uh, 
Um, so anyone wants to do the house challenge at No Quitters Pod, give us your answers. The best house to be in, worst house to be in. Um, Theo Vaughn is, I, I could just listen to that guy to tell a tale forever. So, I, Or I just su- subscribe to his podcast and not live anywhere near Naya and Frank. I do kind of want to see Turbo get like, you know, mentally picked apart by Evan too. That would be interesting. Um, and that's it for the episode. We'll see you next week. Don't quit on us. We won't quit on you. Hopefully my house doesn't quit. Ha! <laughs> <laughs>